0: Hey everyone, it's Danny Burke of Visons Rush Hour. Be sure to check out my podcast, The Chicago City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angles for all of the Chicago teams. If you're from Chicago or just a fan of any of the Chicago sports teams and you want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So subscribe, follow, and listen to The Chicago City Cast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Or wherever you get your podcast readily made available to you.
1: This is the Chicago City Cast with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers.
0: Okay, folks, welcome into another edition of the Chicago City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. As always, you can catch me on Twitter at danny burke five my other show rush hour on vson the sports betting network monday through friday 5 to 6 p.m central time live out of the bet river sports book cover all sports and all teams but you know what we do here on the chicago city cast we are local baby which means for wednesday when i'm recording this we are going to be touching on the futures for the bears because this is the middle of the week and that's what we typically do at this point with the podcast and then we'll look at the Bulls game tonight against the 76ers and even the Blackhawks. Finally, getting a dub under their belt. They got a uh, an opportunity to do it again. I don't know if I'd call it an opportunity because they're probably going to get embarrassed. But look, they get the Hurricanes who are undefeated. Coming to the UC, so we'll see if they can pull something out there. We'll just give you some of those lines and more so. But I made focus on the Bulls tonight and the Bears, naturally. I got actually a couple plays in that Bulls game, so you want to stick around for that one. And I'll dish out that a little bit later in this episode. Let's begin with the Bears, though. Let's talk about... Where this line is before we hit on anything else and, you know, we talked about it and I was off on the spread and total for the most part, I was right there, but, uh, it's expected to be a lower scoring game for Monday night football. This totals down to 40 over under minus 110 each way. I get it. Not going to touch it. Honestly, would only play the over because it could just be such a sloppy game that it would go over. And when you get to that low of a total territory, I, I really just don't like messing with it unless I'm betting the over. But i get why it is where it is spread we saw it what upwards of six and a half at the most now it's at about six money line has pittsburgh minus 265 bears plus 225 and i hate this i really hate it because i am going to inevitably talk myself into betting the bears here And maybe I won't actually do it. But the point is, how can you lay six points with this Pittsburgh team? I don't get it. But at the same time, this Bears team just lost by 11 points to the 49ers at home in a game with which they were leading. So as bad as the Steelers are offensively, which is, you know, maybe, you know, it is going to be worse than the 49ers were. Can we trust them on primetime in a Monday night game at Heinz Field? It's tough, man. The defense ain't too shabby. It's nothing like it was last year. But look, it's still a tough Pittsburgh team that's getting momentum after that win against Cleveland. A huge win at that. A big win. What do the Bears have going for him right now? The development of Justin Fields? Sure, that's about it. Khalil Herbert looking good. Let's hope he's healthy for this game. Otherwise, I don't know. It's tough. I, I truly do think taking the points with the Bears is the right side in this game. And when you get toward that, like, touchdown mark and even beyond, you're always like, oh, well, you leave the door open, the back door, rather, for that cover at the end of the game, but the Bears just really haven't done that or been in that situation, right? I mean, Justin Fields threw a pick right away, didn't even give the Bears a chance to score, and it wasn't all his fault, but... You just knew that was going to happen. I just don't have enough trust in this Bears to be like a normal cooperative team to give you that opportunity. So I would take the points before I would lay them. No doubt about that. I don't like anything about it. But like we said, Najee Harris could be a guy with his props. We're certainly going to keep an eye out for for Monday night. All right. Let's look further beyond Bears updated win total. Hasn't really moved. It's been six and a half the last three weeks, oddly enough, and Again, you know, looking at their schedule, when I really went through it before the season, nothing has gone different than what I assumed would. And I know my thoughts altered in terms of this matchup with the 49ers, as they're going to alter all the time as you go throughout the course of a season, seeing on how these teams develop or lack thereof, injuries, etc. You know all that stuff. But look, just going over it again, I mean, the Bears right now 3-5. and five. At Los Angeles, week one, I assumed a loss. They lost. Week two versus the Bengals. Most people, including myself, chalked that up as a dub. Bears took care of business. Week three at Cleveland, they lost. We all thought they were going to lose. Week four versus the Lions. They won. That's a game they needed to win and was expected to win. Week five at Las Vegas, I actually thought the Bears would lose that game. So they're honestly a little bit ahead of schedule for me there. And they got the job done. Loss versus Packers. Loss versus Bucks. Loss versus 49ers. Preseason i chalked chalk those all up as losses because this is a terrible stretch. Even this game against the Steelers, assuming the Steelers were going to have, you know, a comparable offense enough, you know, and defensively, they're still going to be stout. And they are getting a little bit of momentum now, so I'm not going into this game expecting the Bears to win. Although I do think they have the opportunity to do so. There are ways you can certainly beat the Steelers team. That is nowhere near impressive. But my point being is when we're handicapping the win total at six and a half, I think they're actually a game ahead of pace to me. And the preseason total was seven and a half. I flip-flopped whether I was going to go over or under on that. It all depended on when Justin Fields was going to be in the mix, as we know, but Look, the odds for the over now with six and a half at Bet Rivers is plus 130. So if you think the Bears are going to beat the Steelers, now would be your chance to bet the over because the odds aren't going to be as good. Six and a half to the over for the wins, plus 130. Now the under six and a half, if you do think they drop to Pittsburgh, this thing's probably going to go to five and a half at this point because the under six and a half at Bet Rivers is minus 162. Tough. Tough price to lay, but probably your right side, or maybe not. Well, regardless, let's look into it right now. Again, the record three and five, who are the winnable game or what are the winnable games? What are the losable games and the toss up games? Still the same group remains for the teams. The bears have the best chance of beating that's week 12 at Detroit week 15 versus the Vikings, even more so now in week 17 versus the giants. Now, Speaking of the Vikings, I put them on the road against Minnesota as a losable game, and I know Minnesota looks bad, but at the end of the day, it's a division game. Minnesota's still got a great offense. If Dalvin Cook is playing, you best believe he's going for triple digits and then some. So I do think they probably split with Minnesota. I'm actually classifying this game against Pittsburgh, and I have the past few weeks, I think, as a toss-up game because of the inept consistency that this Pittsburgh team has, right? I mean, offensively, you know, you got Big Ben out there as a statue. If the Bears can actually look like they want to play defense, then they can win this game. That's what it's actually going to come down to here. Every other game, it's been the offense. What can the offense do? Can the offense do enough? Can Fields get time to throw? Can Fields make something happen? And guess what? He did it against the 49ers. And then your freaking defense decides not to show up for the first time classic unbelievable but it's classic um what is the defense at what is the defensive effort going to be against pittsburgh against a very bad offense in the pittsburgh steelers that's how we have to look at this game offensively you don't need to put up 30 points it would be great it would be appreciated and yeah you probably win the game if you do so but you only probably need to get about three touchdowns against this pittsburgh team considering their lack of offensive dominance and the talent your defense presents. Now I get it. Khalil Mack is still out. Najee Harris is going to have a great game. We alluded to that. Big Ben can't move, but he's still got a decent amount of receivers. Eddie Jackson, what is his status going to be? That's going to be a big indicator of what this defense is able to do, in my opinion. And I know I give Eddie Jackson so much grief here and there, and a lot of people do. But at the end of the day, having him out there against the 49ers would have helped. The, the reason we give Eddie Jackson so much grief crap really is because he set the bar so high immediately and then his paycheck was also set up as high as that bar so even though he still may be a solid safety compared to the rest of the league he's underperforming based on where his expectations were so you still want him out there of course and you still realize the potential and talent that he presents and that is going to be needed against pittsburgh if he's out in this game i'm probably definitely not going to touch it because you're already missing Khalil Mack. And look, Akeem and Robert Quinn didn't get any pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. How how gross was that? Jimmy wasn't even pressured. He had all day. I'm just going to take my time. Enjoy the weather. Look at the landscape of Soldier Field in the area I grew up in. Oh, there's my family in the stand. Oh, yeah. I should throw the ball. Oh, no. I got time. Look, come on, man. Get some pressure on this guy. If you're not getting pressure on Big Ben, what the hell are we even doing? This guy's begging you to sack him. So you... Better get up there, to say the least. And that's also going to be the huge thing. Can you sack Big Ben? Can you maybe get a fumble? Can you strip sack and can you force a pick? Anything. That's why the Bears also don't have success because they're not setting their offense up as much. Where are the turnovers? What, you got three against Burrow? Cool. You won that game. You got one against the Raiders? Cool. You won that game. You didn't need any against Detroit, although it would have been appreciated. But no other time have you gotten an intercept. Jimmy G was begging in the first half to throw you a pick. Didn't take advantage of it. Big Ben... You need to force him to throw an interception fumble or something. This guy's got nothing. He can't move. He cannot. And if you can't get pressure on him, that is pathetic. I'm going off on a rant here because we're talking about this game and we should be talking about the win total. But it correlates because, again, if you think they lose, I don't want to lay the minus 162, but that's the only direction I'd go. But I think this is honestly... You know, in weeks past, I've said you either do this, that, whatever you think. But this week might be one of the most stay-away ones because, and I hate talking myself into it, but I could see the Bears finding a way to win this game because, again, the Steelers are not great. They're not even good, despite the record. They only beat up on crap teams. So do the Bears, but you get my point. So if the Bears somehow win this game then we can consider betting them under if the number adjusts. But I don't think it's going to move from six and a half per se. I just think the odds will be better. When you look at what happened offensively last week, that's a thing that almost gives you dangerous hope for this Bears team, which is good for the long term. We know that. But I don't want people out there to get their hopes up in terms of this season. People out there tweet, well, the Bears could hypothetically still make the playoffs if they win virtually every game. Yeah, get out of here with that. Come on. I'm all for being optimistic, but stop doing that just so you can get fan engagement on Twitter and saying this, this, or that. They're not going to win out. They're not going to win every single game you expect them to. It's football. Stuff happens. This team isn't good. They can't play well on both sides of the ball. If you say they can, then you haven't been watching a second. The thing is... This means, though, like when you're going up against Baltimore at home, no, you're not going to win that game. You're not going to beat Arizona. You're not going to beat Green Bay. You're not going to win on the road against Seattle, even though that was the game I thought they could maybe sneak away. But now that you're seeing what they're doing and Russell's going to be back at that point, no. You can beat Minnesota. Maybe even twice, realistically once. You can beat the Lions because they're the Lions, and you can beat the Giants. So that's why three is the realistic win mark. So that would put them at six wins. I for sure think they get at least three more wins, okay? But where is that fourth win coming? After the bye week versus Baltimore, like we said, no. Week 13 versus Arizona, no. They're going to be healthy, you would assume, at that point because Kyler's a little bit banged up right now. Again, he got several weeks in between, so who knows? Uh, Week 14 at Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers owns you. Don't even think about it. Week 16 at Seattle, despite the bad defense for Seattle, they're going to be competing for a playoff spot unlike the Bears. Seattle will look at that as a very favorable game and take control of it. Week 18 versus Minnesota, sure, maybe they could win that. This week versus Pittsburgh, sure, maybe they could win that. But what it comes down to is do you think they can beat the Vikings twice or or do you think they can win this game against Pittsburgh? Because aside from the winnable games, which is only three, which would put you at six wins, the two most favorable matchups, in my opinion, not Arizona, but it would be Minnesota, week 18. Who's going to be trying to play? Will Minnesota be vying for a playoff spot? That's somebody got to consider. I mean, they're not looking good right now, but week nine, this week at Pittsburgh. If you think the Bears can either win Two games against Minnesota this season, assuming they beat the Lions and the Giants, and or win this week against Pittsburgh, then over 6.5 plus 130 is your play. But that's asking a lot out of this Bears team. It really is. And Minnesota would not shock me. It wouldn't shock me if Minnesota won both games against the Bears at the same time. Why are we automatically declaring that the Bears have the advantage over Minnesota? Because they have in the past. Because Minnesota looks terrible this year and lost it back up in Dallas. I get it. But it's a little bit different when it's the Vikings and the Bears. And if the Bears defense is healthy, meaning if we have Khalil Mack back in action for both Minnesota games, then yes, the Bears have the advantage, honestly, in those games. But that's assuming a lot down the road. So we'll see. So right now, I think you completely stay away unless you are just full on in on the Bears winning twice against Minnesota and or this week against Pittsburgh. Then you look over plus 130 before it shifts. That's the only way I would go. Probably stay away though, folks. Let's just stay away and see. All right, other numbers you got for the Bears in the futures. They are plus 750 to make the playoffs. The no is minus 1430. Don't be disappointed in it. This season wasn't a playoff season. And I know a lot of people wanted to think otherwise. Because one, you just want to root for it. Two, you're a diehard Bears fan. You're not going to think any other way. And three, you saw Justin Fields and you automatically thought that meant postseason and dominance right out of the gate. But this isn't fairy tale land. This is Chicago where our hopes and dreams as sports fans typically go to die. And you know that. So, um, look, let's just hope the process of Justin Fields keeps evolving. Let's hope he keeps utilizing his feet, making those precise throws, and getting into the red zone for the Bears. That's all you can hope for realistically at this point. That's what you want to hope for. And that's what your expectations should have been set at before the year so your heart didn't get completely broken. It didn't mean there there weren't going to be good situational spots like last week and against the Lions, Bengals, and Raiders. But the Bears... Their goal is to make Justin Fields, their 100%, I mean, he's 100%, sorry, but I'm saying going into next, you're going, without a doubt, this guy is our guy for however long he can be in this league. That's what you want to see the end result be for this season. So we'll see. Tough test, Monday night football against Pittsburgh. We'll keep you updated on those lines. And of course, we'll have a special show on Monday preview in that game. But let's talk about some games we have to look forward to tonight on Wednesday if you're listening. Some action with the Bulls and the Sixers and Blackhawks and Hurricanes. Some props coming your way. Talking NBA next, right here on the Chicago
1: City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com today. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self exclusion program. It must be 21 years of age or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1 800 GAMBLER, 1 800 426 2537.
0: The VSEN midseason football special is here, so put the VSEN betting experts to work for you from now through February for only $99. You get daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, along with betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in depth data and analysis, all on VSEN.com. Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the entire football season for just $99. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Okay, time to talk some Bulls basketball here on the Chicago Citycast presented by Bet Rivers. Danny Burke your host. We are been we we have been having. I can't even talk cuz I'm so excited. We have been having a very awesome Bulls season to begin. Uh, All hopes were devastated for a second when Patrick Williams was deemed out for the season. But the Bulls persevere. They get the win against the Jazz. They have a huge comeback against the Celtics. No other team in history is pulling that off. Come on, baby. That is huge for this Bulls team. That is so much momentum and confidence for this team. You're looking at this game and the Bulls had the lead, what, going into the second half? And you're going, okay, you know, it's probably going to be closer than it looks. Or maybe in a a halftime, whatever it was when I was watching. And then the Celtics just can't miss or make and make and make and Jalen Brown's making everything. You're like, wow, this, this is Marcus Smart's in 3s you They're like, wow, this is just one of those nights. What can you do? Bulls play good defense. Celtics were hitting better offense. I can't believe they came back from that in any other team in general. That's impossible. But specifically watching a Chicago team and a Bulls team to do that. Unbelievable and amazing comeback. Incredible was it a 40 to nine run whatever it ended up being just absolutely amazing but they get a tough test tonight going on the road against the Sixers I don't believe Tobias Harris is going to play because of COVID-19 protocols Joel Embiid had an MRI on his right knee nothing came up was resting on Monday but is going to be good to go I believe tonight against the Bulls and this line opened one in favor of Philly went up to two even two and a half now you're seeing it bought back down in favor of Chicago uh, totals 215 and a half if you do want to take the bulls outright plus 102 on the money line sixers minus 121 I would, you know, at plus two and a half, probably would have taken the points with the Bulls right now. Kind of like the last game, I think I'm going to wait for in-game. And it's not because I'm just waiting for the Bulls to disappoint. It's because of the matchup here. And the fact that they not only have Joel Embiid, uh, you got Andre Drummond down there too. So the big man advantage and matchup goes to the Sixers against Vucevic and the lack of interior defense that the Bulls present that we will keep talking about. But the Sixers are terrible to say the least defending mid-range and not too great defending from three download they're pretty solid but why is that beneficial well because the hottest guy on the team in DeMar DeRozan thrives from mid-range he could have a huge game tonight Zach Levine taking a majority of his shots from three point that could be huge for Levine okay so let's see what they can do from those spots on the floor so I get the love coming to Chicago Everybody sees them. They're going to be the hot team. They're going to be the team everybody wants them to bet on right now. People are, I'm sure it'll bounce back. I don't know what's going to, but I see this, you know, if you're looking at it from a sharp perspective, I'm sure that originally you would think they would go with the Sixers, which they did. You know, Bulls are due to lose, big win, probably a letdown spot, tough matchup against the Sixers. I get it. But look, you know, if they're still going to keep giving us points with this Bulls team, hard to avoid that and not take it. So I do lean Bulls. But I think overall, the best way to go about it is in-game. Just like, hey, if you did in-game with the Celtics like we talked about, baby, you could have got huge payouts on the money line. Not that we were saying to do that and assuming they were going to be down, like, what, 17 points, whatever it was. But you could take the points there on the spread. And that could be a similar spot here with the 76ers. It's a game of momentum, a game of rhythm. And you can understand that even more so than any other sport in the National Basketball Association. But the bets I am making tonight are going to be some props. Let's speak of the aforementioned DeMar DeRozan. Points, rebounds, and assists. Combined bet. This is at BetRivers. Player specials is the tab it's under. 31.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Over, under, minus 113 for DeRozan. Now, these are all those combined, remember. So I think he's going to go over. He's gone over this in 5 out of 7 games. Overall, he's averaging 25.6 points per game. 5.6 rebounds per game and 4 assists per contest. Again, what did we talk about? The Sixers' slack from mid-range. Who thrives from there? But DeMar DeRozan, 64% of his shots are coming from mid-range. He's knocking down 47% of them. Fantastic. The Sixers' opponents are shooting 37% of their shot attempts from mid-range. That ranks dead last, 30th. And allowing them to make 39.4% of them. 15th, middle of the pack. DeMar has been on fire the last two games, getting 30-plus. But more importantly, his points prop is 22-and-a-half. I'm not in love with it, but I do lean toward the over. But I'm thinking I'd give myself a little bit more aid and combine the rebounds and assists over 31-and-a-half. Again, he's gone over it in five out of seven games. He's at least probably going to get 20 points. So if you can figure, he can get to his averages for rebounds and assists, meaning, you know, he probably gets about oh, I don't know, say he gets like 21 points, let's say, and gets about five rebounds, it puts you at 26 or so, and then you could get him at about five assists or more. You know, that gets you around that. I know I'm kind of talking to myself. Okay, let me redo this. Because he's averaging 25.6 points per game, it's very evident. I know because the averages with 21 really wouldn't go out. So what I'm trying to throw out here, though, is if we can assume he probably, let's say, more so gets about... 23, 24 points gets you to about five assists or five rebounds, excuse me. Then the forces actually gets you to at least 32. Screw all the math I just did. It doesn't even matter. The point is, it's a very good matchup for DeMar DeRozan. He's been the hot hand. The focus inevitably is always going to be on Zach Levine being the big guy. And the big men will be featured down low with boots trying to limit his big or mid-range action. And then it opens the door, as we have seen, for DeMar DeRozan taking the weight off of the shoulders for Levine, Lonzo facilitating—it's a beautiful thing. But look for Demar Derozan over 31 and a half points, rebounds, and assists tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers. Sorry for going all over the place, but we're rolling with the Derozan over 31 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. If you're curious, uh, another interesting bet just based on what's happened thus far: his rebounds, four and a half over/under minus 113. He's gone over that every single game but one. Not playing that necessarily, but something to keep in mind over four and a half rebounds. All right. Speaking of Vucevic, let's talk about his points prop. 18 and a half over under minus 113 each way. I'm actually fading Vucevic tonight. I'm going under on it for Vuce because he stayed under this mark already in six out of seven games. He's averaging just 15 points per game this season. And the biggest factor, he's got a big assignment tonight. Literally big. Joel Embiid. He's going to be primarily focused on trying to limit him on the defensive side of things. And even if Embiid's matched up on him or not, you still got Drummond to help out too. Those are two tough guys to go up against. Drummond, a really solid defender for the 76ers team. So uh, I think Vooch is going to be tired out in this game. I think he's going to be worn out from trying to stop Joel Embiid. That's going to be the biggest part of this matchup for Vooch. It's yeah. I mean, obviously you're going to want him and need him to score for sure. But at the end of the day, the main focus in winning this game is how you can limit Joel Embiid. That's how you beat the Sixers team. That's how you at least try to contain the Sixers team. And maybe Vooch won't be primarily matched up on him, but I still think it's just tough all around. When you also consider that all big men against the Sixers have failed to eclipse 18 and a half points, some notable names. Valanchunas had nine. Julius Randle, who thrives from mid-range, had 16. Clint Capella had 11. Those guys all stayed under. I know Vooch is a little bit more of a dynamic scorer than some of those guys, but Valanchunas and Randall, they're in the same realm, baby. So I think Vooch stays under. He's got bigger priorities tonight, and that's focusing on Joel Embiid. Tough matchup on the defensive front for Vucevic. And who he can be matched up with. So we fade Vooch tonight under 18 and a half points, and we're looking to thrive on Demar Derozan over 31 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. That's how we're handicapping tonight's Bulls game, along with uh, just looking for the in-game bet. Let's see how the momentum of this matchup goes. And uh, of course, I'll always tweet something out if I play it at Danny Burke Five. So be sure to check that out if you believe that you know this could be a good in-game betting scenario. Then maybe take a look at that and wait for really, I mean, just timeouts after timeouts, quarter after quarter. You get the better idea and a better number. Really quick, Blackhawks and Hurricanes tonight. Uh, This line actually seems to be moving down in favor of the Blackhawks, if I'm not mistaken, because the Hurricanes currently minus 143 Blackhawks plus 124. This thing opened about minus 155 in favor of Carolina. So now it's come down just a little bit in this spot. Uh, Look, the Hurricanes are undefeated. Maybe due for a loss, maybe not. Blackhawks, could they have momentum after the hat trick? Sure. Don't want to bet on that to find that out. Nope. This keeps coming down. Uh, I think you got to look at the Hurricanes here. I think it's just going to be a fade Chicago season unless they somehow start getting on a streak here. Not that I'm playing it right now, guys, but look, if you're trying to back the Blackhawks because you're a fan and you want to make money, just be careful because I don't think that's the right move at this time. I mean, how could it be? So many distractions, so many struggles, tough matchup against the undefeated Hurricanes. Let's just wait to see what team they turn out to be until we start trusting them again. Otherwise, it's Hurricanes or nothing. But the plays, like we said, that we are rolling with tonight. Vucevic under 18 and a half points, minus 113 at Bet Rivers and DeMar DeRozan. Over 31 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Minus 113. The kid has been hot. He's not a kid. He's an adult. But you know, I mean, DeRozan has been coming into his own, entering the prime. It looks like right now of his career. He's gone over it in five out of seven games. He will need to have a huge night if the Bulls want to keep it close and or win on the road against the Sixers team. Let's hope the momentum carries from what happened at Boston. And let's hope this Bulls team keeps up the streak, baby. That's going to do it for another edition of the Chicago City Cast presented by Bett Rivers. Thanks as always for tuning in. And if you want more content, be sure to catch my show, Rush Hour, on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time. Again, you can get in touch with that. slash subscribe, VSIN.com, iHeartRadio, Fubo TV, Sling TV, the Xfinity app, YouTube TV. And also the Marquee Sports Network. Thanks, as always, folks. Best of luck with
1: your bets. We'll catch up again later. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets, and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Must be 21 years of age or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling one eight hundred GAMBLER one
0: 1-800-426-2537. The Chicago CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and it has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same-game parlays in all of the pro football matchups. Plus, they're bringing back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread Challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bets.